Shush Box Podcast, a safe space for self-expression, healing, and empowerment. Brought to you by Chani Ra, writer and artist. Self-love and embodiment coach, Jacqueline Michelle. And Sunita, founder of Shushbox, the wellness platform supporting survivors of sexual trauma. today's episode, we discuss, should I use the term victim or survivor? Rain tends to use the term victim when referring to someone who has recently been affected by sexual violence, when discussing a particular crime, or when referring to aspects of the criminal justice system. They often use the term survivor to refer to someone who has gone through the recovery process, or when discussing the short or long-term effects of sexual violence. Some people identify as a victim, while others prefer the term survivor. The best way to be respectful is to ask for their preference. Yeah, I guess what does everybody identify as? Either a survivor or a victim or both or neither? Mm. I feel like for a really long time, whenever I was younger and I didn't have the language or the support that I have now, I felt very much victimized because it was something that I was continuously being told as I was going through the court system or I was continuously being told um, when I was going through counseling is like, oh, this happened to you. And because this happened to you, your reaction is going to be X, Y, Z. And I've said this to multiple girlfriends before. I feel like whenever I was kind of going through this journey, I was continuously told I don't know how y'all's experiences was, but I was continuously told like, this is how I should be feeling about my abuse. And I feel like that didn't really give me a lot of space to really discover and move inwards of how am I reacting to this? What is the relationship that I feel with myself now? And I think another thing on top of that too, is that I was very young. And so I didn't, but again, I didn't have that personal sense of like self-awareness and navigation of my own internal world to really make a statement for myself. Um, and then as I got older and started to actually like branch out into branch in, I should say, of how do I want to connect to my body and to my sexuality and heal from this? That's when the word survivorship started to make me feel like, yeah, this is something I overcame. This is empowering language. This is something that I can really resonate with because I'm starting to feel like I'm in my power and it's no longer something that was taken from me, but instead it became the sense of, I now have an opportunity to learn more and to hold the hands of other beings that have also gone through something like that. Um, And then now I feel like I'm kind of floating in between the space of it all. I feel very much so as a survivor, there is something that I have definitely overcome. There is a giant support system that I feel like there is, this may sound silly, but I feel like there's meaning in my life. And as, as wonky as this may sound, the root does come from the trauma. Like I, I now feel like my passion and what ignites me and what helps me heal is reaching out and talking to other women. Um, and I feel like recently as I've been going deeper into this journey, I've been able to sit with victimhood again, not from this place of being small, but from this space of, wow, this did happen and that did hurt and that was unfair and I didn't deserve it. And now I feel like as I'm re-entering my association with being a victim, it no longer 
I, I feel like I'm about to repeat myself. It no longer feels small, but now I feel like I've gained the sense of personal awareness of this ugly thing happened. It doesn't make me any less, but that still wasn't cool. And so I feel personally, I'm kind of floating in between survivorship and victimhood. And then also knowing that those aren't my identities. That doesn't make me, me. These are just some, some tidbits, some portals of my human experience that I can dive into when I feel the need to dive into them. Yeah, I think I really agree with like everything you said. That could always be like, end of podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> that needed to be said. Yeah, I agree with like most of that. But then I also feel like I've come to like a different place now where I actually would say neither just because I'm so, I feel like I spent so much time in a positive way as well, being really like involved with my trauma and like, like you were saying, like really connected to other people and really like making it like my life's mission almost to like just do as much as I can and make as much positive out of that situation as I could. And then after a while, it does get quite um, exhausting. And like you were saying, when you said it wasn't your identity, I think I made it my identity for a while as a way of like being okay with it. And then it's like, now I just see victim and survivor. They're just two words. They both apply to me. They're not who I am. And I, if I was going to pick a name for it, I think I'm just the person that's been through some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but you said at the start, you were talking about like the justice system and I feel like words always have a, like a time and a place. And I like, I agree as well. At the start, I was very much like a victim when I didn't really know how to heal. And a lot of people just sort of say that, oh, it happens to you. And it is that kind of vernacular of like, everything's happening to you. But I think that I actually got involved with the justice system like 10 years later. And in that time I found the word victim really useful to make sure that every time I spoke the person was being held accountable Mm. because I feel like sometimes when you say survivor it almost like removes the person that abused you from the story which is a good thing because you're making your own story and it's something yeah as you said you overcame and it's it's yeah making it more about yourself and your growth but if I feel like yeah when you're dealing with like legal things you I well I uh, anyway felt like I needed to make sure there was accountability every time I mentioned it so it was like yeah this is a victim and like a perpetrator kind of so yeah I just think it flexes depending on what conversations you're having and I, I also probably would never call somebody else a victim because I don't know why it doesn't feel like I should <laughs> unless they ask they prefer to but I would be like oh you're a victim babe like it doesn't sound good you know but yeah, I just think there's a time and a place for each kind of language for me, but I try not to be defined by either, but I also don't mind being defined by either. What about you, Sunita? I was just listening to both of you then. Um, and to be honest, because I didn't, I didn't connect with my trauma right for years, and it's only probably the last few years uh, that I would have actually said, oh, something actually did happen to me. So... I didn't connect to survivor. I didn't connect to victim because I never thought I was either of those. I was just me living this way um, until I actually head on addressed the trauma and then was like, oh, something did happen. And the initial thing actually that I probably connected with was survivor because by that point in my eyes, it had been such a long time and I'd survived it. 
So I didn't feel like a victim. I don't think I really connected ever to the word victim because I didn't know at the time when it was, you know, at that age, what was happening. And then I think connecting to it at a later stage and already gotten so far in my life, I think the term that worked with me and still works with me and probably how I would, if I had to, you know, like we were saying, it's different labels. It, it, it doesn't define who you actually are, but if I had to pick, I would say, I would say survivor. And for me, survivor is empowering. And it also, when we say survivor or when I say survivor, it just acknowledges that people have been through something. You've gone through something. You've, you've worked through something. You've healed through something. And it's, a, you know, you've done that journey. And I think when I look at other women um, who, or other people who've experienced trauma and they share their stories, I, I initially, I'm like, oh, wow, like you've got through this or you're getting through this. And that to me is what survivorship feels like. It feels like that um, power, it has a bit of power to it. I understand what you're both saying with the term victim as well. Of course, like there's a time and place for victim. But for me personally, I've never been in a victim state or I've never felt like I've had victim mentality. But that's not to say that I don't, believe that people can feel like they are victims because you know it is a you are a victim to what has happened to you so yeah I guess it's a little bit different from my side but I can totally see how people would identify with victim and survivor and interchangeably between the two of them because it's because it is, it is both like obviously if we, if we were to talk about your case or whatever or in in the different um scenario or settings it would be like you were saying, to hold the person accountable, then we need to pull out the victim card because it's not just like, oh, we're a survivor. We, we survived all these things. Everything's like hunky-dory. <laughs> it's like, actually, no, what, what happened? Uh, we were a victim at a point. We were a victim at a point to someone's, someone's actions mm-hmm. and behaviours. Something that came to my mind as I'm listening to both of y'all speak is the duality that can happen within both of the words. Like there's so much duality in survivorship. And what I mean by that is as I was reflecting back on my own journey and even in the beginning of the conversation, like I kind of viewed my uh, depression or my drug abuse and my promiscuity as victimhood. I was like, oh, look how victimized I was. But then as I was hearing you speak, Sunita, I was like, actually, no, I was surviving at that point. Psych, like neuro, I don't even know the link. I guess psychologically, those, those were the only tools that I had at the time. And that was exactly what I needed to do to get myself through that moment, through, through, through that trauma. And then when it comes to victimhood, there is so much, specifically in the court system, I feel like there's so much power in saying that you're a victim because it shows accountability towards the abuser. Like, I know that I'm surviving this. I know that I'm going to overcome this. But at the same time, we need to make sure, I need to make sure that I was a victim. This was not okay. Something was done to me. And I feel like when you own this, it sounds silly out loud, but when you own that you were a victim, it, it, it says, to me, it's kind of like a staple of, it's not my fault. And I think that is such a very, a big revolutionary thing. So I feel like there's so much duality in, in survivorship and victimhood. They're, they're intermingled now that I'm really sitting here and thinking about it in different ways. Yeah, I was just like, do you guys think, two things actually. First thing I was thinking when you were both speaking is like, 
can you do you feel like you can be a survivor without being a victim because surely like there's something one kind of implies the other though because you so you're surviving something right you're very rarely going to call someone a survivor because something good happened to them so that was my first thought is like they kind of do imply each other but then also when you were sort of speaking about um being in survival because I talk about this a lot because I do think a lot of those behaviors that we kind of punish ourselves for and like have to recover, go in recovery from, or like do therapy for and stuff is just survival. And I really learned to like, not really have that much shame. So I used to be really like embarrassed by my past behaviors, but then I was like, do you know what? That's just what I had to do. So I'm not even mad about it. But one thing that did put me off the survivor label was it sounds too finite. Like it sounds like, oh, I'm good when I'm good sometimes, like we're humans. <laughs> like I don't I don't really think you can ever just be like one hundred percent fine from something like this. It does sort of like have a knock on effect throughout your whole life. Well, I haven't had my whole life yet, but I feel like it does. Um uh, maybe call me when I'm seventy, maybe I'll have a different answer, I don't know. But maybe the term just came to me. I've got a new, a new third term to bring to the party. I think I will prefer to say I'm in survival. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, it doesn't sound so... I feel like a survivor for me is something to live up to, you know? It's like, oh, like, it sounds like you've reached the end of something. It's like, yeah, I came out unscathed and, like, I am survived. I don't know. I just don't like words that don't feel like there's any room to, like, for error. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I really like... Um... I really like what you both just said there. I think there is a lot of commonality in both terms and they can both be interchanged. And it's funny, Shani, that you think that would, the word survivor is like something to um, kind of build up towards. Just going back to something that happened recently, I was having getting interviewed by somebody and they actually used the term survivor as a negative. So I was doing this interview um, talking about Shushbox and the work that we do and she came up with a question to say, um, do you see yourself as a survivor? And for me, I did at that point, because I was like, yes, I've gone through this experience. I've survived it. I'm healing and I'm growing. So for me, it's like not being the final version. It's just being in that state of coming through something and working towards, you know, just feeling better within myself. But for her, she, I think she couldn't really see that you can be a survivor and still healing. And her her comment to me was, I don't think you can be a transformational leader and a survivor. So I think survival is not about, we're all, all always going to be in survival. Like you said, it's not a case of becoming that final product of, I am a survivor at the end of the finish line. <laughs> it's like, we're all in survival. And I think just acknowledging that we've at one stage in our, or more than one stage in our lives being victims to someone's behaviors and actions is valid and to understand that we have actually survived something some trauma like we've survived a traumatic experience and that to me is powerful so that's why how I connect to it but from her side when she was interviewing me it was like oh you're just a survivor oh you're still a survivor not not in an empowering way it was a oh, I didn't realise you were, you were still a survival, in survivalhood, or like in survivor state. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a very wild, wild concept. I remember whenever I brought this conversation up to you, Sunita, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you said something, because that was kind of my question too, as we were developing the website, I was like, I see that we're using survivor language a lot. And my question was, what about the people that still feel like victim? And you gave such a, like immediately in a very simple response, you really helped me shift my mindset around that language of you can, you can be both. And it isn't this end goal of, okay, I survived, I overcame, like I'm solid. It's we're on this continuous journey on so many different aspects of our life. And I mean, it goes through this giant wave of, can we just hold space for it? Can we hold space for the times where we're really proud of everything that we overcame? And it's some, maybe it's no longer on our mind. And can we hold space for the times where we, we, we sit and we cry and all these triggers come back up? So it's like, can we be in the state of beingness above anything else? Not necessarily attached or fully identified with these terms, but know that they're little pieces of us on top of being so much more. Mm. I think I like that. I feel like maybe that's why I have such a hard time with using one word because I just don't, I don't think it's like possible to be one thing. (laughs) I find it really difficult to just like declare myself. Like, I just don't think it's viable to give myself one label kind of thing. So I, I liked your explanation then because I just, yeah, I just do think every day is different. Right. So as I said before, I don't mind either. I wouldn't use either. I just think it's, life is just too unpredictable to say one or the other. Maybe I'm making it so much more serious than it actually is. But yeah, I just personally, like for myself, don't use either unless like I have to, if I'm explaining to someone like, oh yeah, I guess I survived it. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> and I feel like that's the power of language too, is like we, maybe language and these identities aren't something that we have to attach ourselves to, but something that we can just kind of use to help another person gain a deeper level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And obviously on, even on this podcast, I'm just thinking we, ha- we do say, and obviously we use the terminology by survivors for survivors <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> but I guess in a sense, it's bring, when we use it in that way, it's not to be like, we're all amazing on, at the end of our healing journey, everybody come and join us and find out how we did it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not like that at all it's more a case of by survivors for survivors means um we've we've been through experiences and it's extending out that um I don't know what what the word is but yeah just extending us ourselves out to connect with other people who might identify or connect to you know when we say it in that way it doesn't mean like we're the final survivors <laughs> you know it's a we've all had this experience so when we're saying by survivors for survivors it's for people who've gone through this trauma basically it's anyone who's experienced this trauma it doesn't mean when you know we could say by victims for victims or we could say I don't know what else we could say to be honest I don't think because at one point it could—it's the same. You could say by victims for victims, but that doesn't obviously. When you think about victim to victim, it mm-hmm. makes you feel already like, oh, it just doesn't fit. It. <laughs> it doesn't connect in that way. I feel like by victims for victims, there's something aspiring for survivors. The word survivors, and it doesn't mean that we've survived. <laughs> you know, they're talking about the language. It's not like we've survived. The, the overall trauma, like you were saying, Shani, we're in survival. And I think being in survival with other survivors is what it's about. It's about connecting in our survival 
and healing through it. I think that's good as well. It's kind of good in a way that we're saying by survivors for survivors because we're also displaying like the full spectrum of what that is. And yeah, we're not claiming to be perfect people. And like, so when we say that and then people will see the things we talk about, the conversations we have, the content, it is like much more real. Because I, yeah, so I think that could change a lot for a lot of people in the way that they also perceive, perceive it. And maybe people might not think that they're doing that well. And then they'll listen to all of these things and they'll be like, Oh, actually I'm just like them. So yeah, that's the positive. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I did too. Cause you can it's- be any, any point in the journey, right. Of the healing journey. And like you, we were all saying earlier, it's one day you might just not feel great. And that is part of the journey. That is part of healing. It's, the old saying of healing is not linear. It's got so many dives and dips and highlights and, you know, roller coaster spins. So it's just being in that survival, on that survival journey and in that survival journey. Yeah, the whole concept of by survivors for survivors gives me the impression it's like, okay, we're not alone on this journey. And it's going to be all so unique and so diverse, but there's still this level of like connection and safe, safetyness. Is that a word? Safety? <laughs> in, the, in the entire experience and that's not to say people who do feel more connected to the term victims you know if they come to the website or they come to the page and they're, they're like oh wow these are survivors and I feel like a victim is this a place for me if somebody enters our website and goes on our homepage and is like I still feel like a victim can I join this thing for survivors by survivors by survivors for survivors and we can kind of talk and share on that you know we're all it's all intermingled (laughs) at this point they're like verging on being synonyms that's how I feel about them they kind of mean the same thing (laughs) in a way but then also there is like you see so many articles and stuff of like getting out of a victim mentality and stuff so I guess there is sort of like a negative light put on that term maybe that's why some people are uncomfortable with it but also just going back to the thing of like survival not being linear I don't know if I'm getting a bit off track here but with all of the ups and downs and stuff, just before I mentioned, like one thing I really try and do when I'm having these ups and downs is like remind myself that even without this specific kind of trauma, if that never happened, because I am a human and this is life, just there's still ups and downs anyway. Like healing has ups and downs, but life also has ups and downs. So it's like sometimes it's really easy to get into that victim space and feel like, oh, this is only happening because that happened. But then, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Because then reminding myself that like, no, everyone actually has ups and downs anyway. Like life isn't linear either. It makes it feel a little bit less victim-y. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just doing life the same way everybody else is with this added factor. And my downs just happen to be linked to that. But if they weren't, there'll be something else that's going to make me cry at one point in my life. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's even helpful, but that is helpful for me, like to get myself out of a victim space. It's like, even if no one was ever nasty to me or did any abuse to me, or even with everyone was nice to me every day, I'm pretty sure I'll find something to cry about <laughs> because I'm a human. Like, yeah. Uh, one thing that you said was like getting out of the, the, the phrase that we use of like getting out of victimhood perhaps it isn't necessarily to like bypass the experience that the human has gone through, 
but to give them a subtle reminder or like an open palm of, I know this happened. I know it was really painful. I know it was unfair, but know that this isn't where you have to stay. Mm -hmm. Your power is still yours. Your body is still yours. You still have this ability to reclaim and get in touch with everything that you are and expand from that and know that this isn't going to be something that holds you back. Definitely. I mean, just whilst you were both talking then about, yeah, about life, not without, even with or without the trauma, there's ups and downs to life. And I guess that victim mentality, when we talk about victim mentality, that is when somebody is in that victim identifies as a victim but also can't see the way out right like they it's just being in that uh space where they don't you don't have the right coping skills or you just you feel almost powerless to taking control of the situation so it's everything that's happened to you rather than you having a active role in kind of overcoming it so I think that's what victim mentality is it's when you feel like these things have all happened to you which of course they do happen but it's staying in that place and not not to be like oh not taking accountability but this is where accountability and healing comes in right like these negative things can happen and they do happen they happen to a lot of people but it's how we as human beings as people as I don't want to use the word survivor (laughs) as people it's how we overcome them or how are we going to flip how are we going to flip the narrative right how are we going to get out of that that place of feeling like we're powerless even with like I think I have good coping skills and stuff now and like you know I've been on a long healing journey but even to this day sometimes I'll just be so sad and I'll be like and I'll get into that space where I'm like oh my God, it's been like how many years and I still feel like this and like, it's never going to stop and it's all because of this. And then my therapist is like, you know, it's very normal to get sad. And I'm like, oh yeah, I think whenever I get into like a low mood, I just think "Ah, it must be because of that. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, actually you're right. Like, I think it's it's right. It's that reminder of like, oh no, it's normal. That did happen to me and it is normal if it is about this, but I'm just a person and there is you know it's fine like and just reminding yourself it's, it's not always I think I don't know if you guys but for me it's like every time I get stabbed I'm like oh, I feel traumatized like is this just I'm being traumatized again but it's like actually you have to just sort of click into a place of like I think it's normal I think it's okay and even if you've had trauma it's normal to feel like that years later anyway but it's just like that irrational no I'm not gonna say irrational it is rational it's like a rational fear of like I just don't want to be feel like a victim again fresh victim state this is like a like a mature victim that I've worked hard for (laughs) rather than like you know I don't know where I'm going with this but I know what you mean yeah it makes sense it makes sense right (laughs) you get it (laughs) it really shows how the mind loves to attach itself to stories and to narratives I feel like more often than not like one of the things that I've been really practicing with this this year is like when an emotion comes up, can I just sit and feel the emotion without having to go through my files of trauma or my files of heartache to be like, oh, this is why I'm feeling this today. It's actually no, like I'm just feeling like we said in the beginning of this conversation, like we're kind of feeling a little tired today. It doesn't mean anything. It's just how we're feeling in this exact moment. And I think that through the journey of more and more of cultivating more self-awareness, we'll be able to really differentiate okay, this is actually coming from my trauma or this is kind of happening because the first, well, the waiter kind of messed up my order. And I give that, that, that um, 
reason because that breaks my heart every time. I, I don't make a fit about it, but I'm like, oh, there's mustard on here. But, uh, and then even if it is coming from, from old trauma, like that is okay. And give yourself the space to feel all of that because it's not only, it's not just a memory in the mind, but we're starting to learn more and more that it's also a memory that happens in the body. And you can get triggered from doing a backbend. You can get triggered from a certain type of temperature, a certain type of sense. And it's like, when that comes up, can you be in the moment and, and allow yourself to go through the thick of it? versus suppressing it or thinking that there's something wrong with you. It's actually, no, it's okay to feel all these things. Definitely. It's you so can... funny that you bring up the tiredness thing, because when you, when you put things in those terms, it, you will never be like, oh, I'm tired today. It must have been because in 1995, I didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when you put it like that. But no, I agree. Yeah, it's just about feeling all your feelings and just, it's fine. It's, it is normal. It's a, it, yeah it's just normalizing everything basically mm-hmm. yeah i would say feeling all your feelings without the attachment to it mm-hmm. like without identifying yourself so deeply to xyz but it's still you know it's easier said than done some days you do get it's aspirational and that's how we should see it but again you know some days when you really do just get triggered and you're in mm-hmm. that low place it's riding it out accepting your emotions and um for me anyway personally for so long I did everything to escape how I was actually feeling and pretending I was feeling something that I wasn't so I never sat down with myself with my feelings and was like right what's going on here it was always uh, covering it up or trying to be something else so I think now when emotions and feelings come up um I just allow them and that is a part of being this you know even though I was saying at the start I do identify as a survivor but that's what I mean by that I mean I'm going on a journey I'm not the end result I'm surviving I'm a survivor I feel like I'm surviving through it healing through it and just trying to have an open heart with all of it so being kind to myself um yeah just acting more with a self-love and self-compassion when these emotions come up or when I do go on those like downward spirals I'm like why is it me I hate my life (laughs) because they still happen they still literally still happen and I can't choose when they happen I still get triggered I don't choose when that happens it happens but I have now a catalogue you could say that we were discussing of things that I know will hopefully help me feel better and sometimes, you know, even something on that catalogue might not work. And I just have to ride it out. And that's a part of being a survivor. It's uh, accepting, accepting it and growing with it, through it, not over it. I, would, I don't even know if we over truly get over it, you know. I don't know if I want to get over it. Because getting over it means that, oh, it doesn't. I think that's what, um, in that interview, what somebody was saying to me. It's like, oh, transformational leaders, like, they've healed through their trauma and now they don't get triggered by these things. But I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I will never, ever get triggered. You know, do do we grow that way? Does it go that way? I don't know. So I think being triggered or acknowledging when you are feeling that way is fine. And I think, I don't know, it's like painting a picture of this like perfect survivor. What is a perfect survivor? What is a perfect victim? I don't know what they mean doesn't exist (laughs) I think it's good to get other people's opinions on these things and hear how other people feel because 
you know, not everybody's going to want to be like waving this, I'm a survivor flag. <laughs> like, I literally just looked up the lyrics to that song. <laughs> <laughs> what were the lyrics saying? Oh, I exited out, but it was uh, just her being a survivor. She's going, she, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. I'm a survivor. But yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. We can edit that. That'll be the end of it. <laughs> the Shushbox podcast is brought to you by the team at Shushbox. We are a wellness platform created by survivors for survivors. For more information, head to www.shushbox.com and check us out on Instagram at underscore shushbox.